Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sport Intern Special, a series of podcasts in which we speak to the movers and shakers from within the Olympic movement. In this episode, we have a chat with Emma Terho. She is the chair of the International Olympic Committee's Athletes Commission. Emma was recently in Gangwon, where the World Youth Olympic Games took place. It was an opportunity for young up-and-coming athletes to get to meet some of their heroes. And we began our conversation by Emma telling me more about the visit. I think it's a it's a very special opportunity for the for the young athletes, uh, and also this time I think Kangwon, very import, importantly a legacy project for also for the Pyeongchang twenty eighteen game. So the youth athletes got to compete at the very same locations and the same facilities and arenas where the. 2018 Olympics uh, were competed. So I think that was also a good project for people that had been learned uh, in the 2018 games that they could continue uh, using their skills and knowledge also for the Kong 1 2024 event. And I think uh, the athletes are at the age that they have they have started to get to the level where they start picking up the training and they have goals uh, in the future as well. But they're still at a point where a lot of the things in the international competitive sport might be new for them. Speaking of spa- safe sport, anti-doping, a lot of that sort of things. It's important also to be able to, at that age, to get them and educate them on on what what might be going ahead and of course celebrating the sport and for the youth to be able to see others at their same age uh, around the world and making those connections and friendships so I think that's just kind of what what brings the atmosphere for the youth games. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very good point that they get to see how others in their peer group are, are doing across the world. But I, I noted with a lot of interest that uh, you'd also emphasize this sort of connection with Olympians, you know, sort of champions, medalists who were also there and who were also uh, sort of meeting and talking to the, the young athletes. Well, why did you feel that that was so important to have that sort of connection to see, I suppose, their heroes in a way? Yeah, I think that's a very uh, important part of the games. There's athlete role models. So in each sport, uh, there are athletes, Olympians that have been competing in their sport. So they can very much relate to those athletes. And they, the youth athletes would have sessions with these athlete role models from their own sport. And they get to hear about those stories Uh a lot of the athletes, all athletes would have their sort of personal way on how they ended up getting to where they got and sharing that experience and especially the journey 
that they had ups and downs and very technical things on how how their journey their sporting journey went and i think that's something that is definitely valuable for the youth athletes hearing and then also have that connection and they can ask questions and it was a big number uh, six and a half hundred or 650 athletes attending uh, ice hockey a bit over 400 and lose a bit over 100 athletes bobsleigh having a good amount of athletes and curling also having these sessions where the role models were meeting directly with those youth athletes in their sport and those those conversation and interaction i think that was uh very engaging and i think we all can learn from also for how the next generation is thinking about uh the ways and what kind of questions they are asking uh, you touched on it there just a little bit earlier about the the various programs in terms of antidote being educational programs i was very interested to to find out how do you plan that in advance? I mean, when you're going to a youth event like that, what kind of areas do you consider in terms of putting forward a package of the, the, the programming, the education or the anti-doping? Can you give us an idea of what process goes into it from your side? Uh, yes, uh, we know that this age group especially, uh, they want to have, if you want to get them to learn and learn about new new things it's important to make sure that the space is built so that there's interactive things that the athletes can be uh or enjoy their time when they come to the area and here we had uh five uh key different uh, things so performance so we can tell the athletes about very practical thing injury prevention mental health and how that does relate to how you can get more healthy days and as an athlete so we had an athlete 365 house uh with those different areas it was at the youth olympic village so when you the athletes were coming in they would come to the space and they would see uh, all these programs taught or expressed in a in a interactive way. For instance, with the anti-doping, they could see how in practice uh, some of these athletes had never been tested in their life. So it's a lot better to see in practice first uh, how the testing process in fact goes. It makes it a lot easier than when they face it for the first time. Uh, they know what happens to their test uh, after they're done and also how the prohibited list is con conducted, for instance. Um, for these athletes, dual career opportunities that they can do alongside with their sport. We had their, we know that social media and old brand building is more and more important for the athletes and for the youth athletes we offered them ways where they can be building their brand there were professionals 
giving for instance the youth athlete a camera they could use that for a day to get content on on their own day and then that video was edited and the youth athletes were given uh advice and training on how they can create their own uh social media content or content uh to build their brand and i think that's something that they can hopefully take things and use to help themselves for going forward in their future career uh safeguarding uh a big important topic to teach the young young athletes there and then also sports integrity things like game manipulation how what kind of things you have to take into account when you think about what information can be shared and what you need to take into account and what you need to be aware of that there might be uh people that want to approach you might take want to take advantage of you just so you are aware of those things and you can be better prepared for the future that might be coming when you advance in your career. And of course, a very important thing is we had this pin quest, which has been very popular within the both athlete and entourage. It has been a couple uh, adults games as well. And through that, they can play it with their phone. They can uh, ask, they have to ask interactive questions and kind of learn that way and then in the end, you get a you get the pins, and I think that's something that it's just in a way that they enjoy doing it, and while they do it, uh, they get to learn of different things and also what's available for them. Is there a concern, or, or do you feel that perhaps when it comes to concerns, when you say talk about safeguarding about online abuse, that in a way younger athletes perhaps um, are a little bit more aware because just know the nuances of how social media works better than older athletes? I don't know if you've noticed in the work that you've been doing in the commission whether there is a difference in terms of how young athletes and older athletes deal with that sort of uh, situation. Uh, yeah. Uh of course, like we know that there's a lot of things that we can learn from the youth athletes also on how they use social media and how they uh, feel about that. And I think that's also something for us to take uh, into consideration when developing things for the future. But also they are young, they're underage, so it's very important for them to be aware there because if, if you get... Uh, personally approached, personally attacked. Uh, the youth, on the other hand, might not yet have the sort of tools and then the adult athletes would have to deal with that sort of issues. And we want to make sure that they know that there are places that they can go to, they can report, they can get help uh, or advice if, if they feel confused of something that they uh, have to deal with uh later on uh in their sporting career so i think that's uh why it is important to be there for the young athletes and also educate them although we do know that they are very very aware of how to use and how, what kind of things happen in social media and and what you were mentioning the uh cyber bullying for instance and harassment online i think that's something 
that we take very seriously and and in in Paris there will be for the first time a yeah AI that will be blocking the content for for the social media accounts Although there were the thoughts of Emma Terho, the chair of the International Olympic Committee's Athletes Commission, don't forget you can stay up to date with all the latest in the Olympic movement by subscribing to the Sport Inter newsletter produced every day, Monday till Friday. But until the next time, stay safe. Hold up. 